Welcome to Chat You Up, Shahaba City Library's YA podcast, where we read young adult books and then review them for you. Before we start, let me issue a spoiler warning. We will be talking plot points, discussing characters in depth, and definitely spoiling the ending. Do any characters die? We'll be talking about them if they did. And while there's still no Luke, I am once again joined by Sarah from Strathfield Library. We will be reviewing Aurora Rising by Jay Christoph and Amy Kaufman. Published in 2019, it's a sci-fi adventure following Squad 312 of the Aurora Legion, an intergalactic peacekeeping organisation as they are thrown into a conflict they weren't expecting. It won both the Aurelis Award for Best Science Fiction Novel and Young Adult Novel 2019. Sarah, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) We're here to talk about... A completely different book to the first one that yes. we reviewed, which was Lenny's Book of Everything by Karen Foxley. What did you think? I picked the book up. I saw from the spine, saw the title. I'm like, okay, I really love sci-fi. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm a wee bit nerdy on this one. But I picked it up. I loved the cover, which mm. got me the star map, the character's face, and Aurora's eye, which we find yes. out later on in the book, why they're two different colours. Yes. And then I'm very much of the belief, if you don't like the outside of it, you're not going to like the inside of it. I don't know, if it just looks interesting, I'm a lot more likely to pick it up. I mean, like, the top of this book has, they're not the heroes we wanted, just the ones we could find. Yes. And personally, I am all there for that. (laughs) The whole, like, misfits and delinquents finding a family together. I mean, it's totally a sci-fi trope, and I am always always there for it um so this book basically starts okay i'm gonna be honest with you i was like enthralled from like the first couple of lines yes where our like oh my god the first character we meet tyler he's just like yes the hadfield is disintegrating around me and i was like (laughs) what the hell is going on i need to know he kind of prepared himself to die already i was like yeah damn if yes you die in the first you know three pages yes what else is gonna happen yeah and so he's slowly kind of learn that he's um on this derelict spaceship rescuing this girl who's stuck in a cryopod and then it sort of does like a four hours ago this is what i was doing (laughs) four hours ago and that's when you kind of get introduced to the aurora academy which trains the cadets for the legion um which is they kind of described it as like the space version of the un yes which i thought was really interesting rather than just being like military they're peacekeepers so this is similar but i feel like it's taken that different avenue it gives it a bit more diversity and then they can add different types of characters in not just you know races but actual personality types that fit better together from that we kind of cut between him getting into this situation (laughs) and then like rescuing so um the character is aurora goes by ori i really liked her character because she was also um very much like the reader in the book (laughs) she was she was living this life in the book 
where she was living her other life in her head, I found. Yeah, so the whole thing is that um, the Hadfield was like a ship full of settlers, basically, yeah. that was traveling through what they call the fold. Ripples in the space-time continuum. And they basically described it as the Milky Way is like a piece of paper. Yes. And what they're doing by creating a fold is literally like folding the paper in half so that two points touch. And I thought that was really a fabulous way of explaining it. What I'm thinking of, like, because the whole thing is they can't spend too much time in the fold or it, like, drives them crazy. Yeah. And I really liked limitations. So I was thinking it gives it limitations. So it's not like you can just go wherever you want for however you want. It's like everyone in the Legion can only spend, um, I think it was about eight or nine years acting in the Legion. Yeah. Because after that, you're too old. And that's when, like, it really drives you crazy. And, like, you start hearing hearing things. And then the whole thing is that that character, Ori, she has been on the Hadfield for 220 years yes. <laughs> in cryosleep. Um, and she's developed some telekinetic powers. What did you think about that? <laughs> I thought, my first thought was, well, aren't we sending people to Mars? Is this not going to happen? And I know we haven't found a fold yet, but... Could this happen? Yeah. Obviously, so the whole thing is that, like, when Tyler kind of saves her, he hears the um, distress beacon from the Hadfield. And he's like, but we had, like, we have histories of that, like, yeah, never making it to where it was going. So it's like this kind of, like, ghost ship. That's how Tyler misses what's called the draft. Yes. Do you want to explain yeah. what that is? So um, you spend all your time at the Aurora Academy and... Obviously, you're done in you know ranks. Are you the top? So are you an alpha? Mm. Or further down, are you you know the bottom of the sludge? Which <laughs> those are my people. <laughs> but yeah, Tyler um, is like first percentile in everything. Yes, yes. And um, so Tyler misses this important life-altering event to save Aurora. So props for him. Yes. But the draft is where you pick your squad, you pick the people who you will spend yeah. those, you know, go 10 years, round yeah. it up, those 10 years with. So you pick your pilot, you pick your brains. And your muscle and your diplomat. Yeah. But because Tyler actually rescued Aurora, he couldn't attend the draft, so yes. his spot was kind of given away and he got... Yes. You know, he Well, his twin sister, Scarlett, who is his diplomat, Yes, she obviously was like... Guys, of course I'm not going to be on anyone else's squad. And their best friend, Kat, who's an ace, which is a pilot, she literally says to him, I told them I already had an alpha who is the leader. Um, so he starts off with two pretty strong <laughs> contenders. Yes. And then we're introduced slowly again to the rest of the squad. So we have um, the brain, who is Zilla. Yes. I feel like we should just talk about each of the characters in a second, actually. We'll just say who they are first so we've got the tank as well um which is cal who we definitely need to talk a lot oh, about later yeah. um he's an alien which Love is just him. great and then the gearhead so that's finn yeah yeah so you've got these including ori which is six people Four, five. yep six, six. With no there's seven with ori <laughs> yep well <laughs> we did english not maths Yes, no, that's very true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you get all these together. And I loved – so, basically, what they do is Tyler, Scarlett, and Kat go down to, like, their briefing to meet the others. It's the typical way to meet 
you know yeah I don't think there was muscle. any any other way you could have done any of that scene so you've got um Finn and Zilla who are just there like super bored and like not paying attention yeah. and then they're like well where's the rest <laughs> of the squad and then out in the corridor Cal's just like fighting with like six other fighting against like six other cadets it's the perfect meeting scene it, was, it really is it was like the best meet cute yeah <laughs> for like a squad. It's like, here, guys. I fell in love straight away. <laughs> yeah, like, great, pleasant way to meet everyone. You could have just done it in the briefing. Yeah. I mean, and mind you, he gets, like, into fist fight with Ty because Ty tries to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> just slug him in the face. Yeah, so you see Ty actually come out from the gate with that alpha instinct of, yes. no, let's separate this, figure out what's going yes, on. because he's the leader. He's the one that always follows the rules, who knows the rule book inside and out. And yeah, he tries to break it up. Yeah. He tries very valiantly, I think. And gets so, slogged. so Cal is what is a type of alien that's called a Sildrathi, who have silver hair and like they're in. He kind of describes it as like different cables, I think. Yes. So he's a war breed. Yes. And they're like basically bred to fight and for violence, which is a big part of his character. Um. So he's the tank. So he's the muscle of their little band, and he. Basically deals with all the weapons yeah. and stuff, whatever they're doing. He's the guy you stand next to in the fight. No, you stand behind him because <laughs> he will protect you. That was just like a brilliant introduction, though. I, and then he gets like brigged, so like he misses their like mission briefing the yes. next morning, which I thought was hilarious. It doesn't take much to amuse me in that <laughs> situation. What I did really like was everyone else reacts to him because so the whole thing is like humans and the Sildrathi were like at war until like two years ago yeah it's crazy and and so like there aren't many in the legion and yeah it's kind of going you know why would we be friends with you when you know you've killed millions of us yeah even though we've killed millions millions of of you (laughs) yeah Yeah. we tend to wash over those kind of things yeah and we'll talk a bit more about the alien race in a minute but how about we just cover um other characters a bit more yeah yeah we'll start with tyler i mean we've already fangirled over cal so we'll go back to the beginning tyler he's the alpha i mean he could have been so boring oh yeah he could have just been that generic cookie cutter yeah straight laced you know, Blonde hair, blue eyes, super great dimples. Yeah, he could have been. I that. always love it when there's a one character in like a group thing that has killer dimples. <laughs> I don't know why. This is. <laughs> and he uses someone. those dimples well. He does. He uses them to a great effect. But no, he. I particularly found um, his relationships with his sister and cat made him a lot more interesting. Yeah, definitely seeing a twin thing happening. Yeah. Which you know some books do, but. To the degree they went with this one, it's reading the sub-language between their conversations got me. And particularly with the way, um, so their mother died when they were quite young, and then their father died when they were 11. So, like, they were raised by their dad's friend, I think, mostly. Yeah, they were kind of raised in the academy Yeah, because then they joined the academy at 13. So I think that would definitely bond them quite strongly, and, like, they're twins anyway, so... Like, I do think that was done really well. Yeah, we have new parents. We have each other. Yeah. Which, which sounds horrible. But yes, but then also kind of helps with the whole making your own family thing, yeah. which happens later on, you know. <laughs> it's I, been done, but it, I'm all for it happening again. <laughs> Cat, like, how she comes in, hmm. guns blazing just straight out yes. going... I will, you know, I've dedicated myself to you. She's like the most loyal per- loyal character yeah. ever written. 
She to a fault, maybe sometimes. Uh, definitely <laughs> to the very, very end. I found. Yeah. Um. But no, she was quite interesting too. I mean, like everyone sort of described quite well, so you know what they look like as well. Yes. Which I think in this one, particularly because they're all so specific in their roles and. They could really easily be stereotypes. Oh, definitely. Um, I think the visual helps quite a lot to distinguish them. Yes. Um, and she's got like a faux hawk and she's got Tats. like tattoos everywhere and she's really brash and she's sarcastic, but she's also like the best pilot they've got. Yeah, zero. Yeah, she it. had like, she, she never misses miss anything. That, that I love yeah. her tiny little ritual. Of kissing her dragon, you know. Yes, she's just got a stuffed dragon <laughs> that she just pulls out of like her jacket and like puts on this console yeah. before she starts flying. Like that, that little ritual made her come yeah. to life. That was very humanizing, definitely, because yeah, she was very close to being that like ace pilot stereotype. Yeah. But I mean, if you're that good, you're gonna be a bit cocky. <laughs> you are. And Scarlet, who's so she's the face, which is the diplomat. I didn't mind Scarlet. It mm. took me a few chapters to warm to her. Yeah. It was just, I thought, okay, you are going to be the pretty face. Mm. You're going to have a little bit of smarts, but yeah. you're just going to be there for some comic relief or for one role and then yeah, we'll push the, it to the side. the flirty one that like gets them past the guards. Yes. Or but I think um, she plays that did, well. She does play that well. And I think that the authors did a really good job of making sure she wasn't just that character. Definitely. She still had that like really close bond with her brother and with Kat. But then she also kind of, she's really good at reading people. So like over the story, I thought it was really great how she kind of, she picks up on those little things with yeah. each of the other squad mates. She, I found she developed more than the yeah, other characters, she did. which sounds... I was a little bit disappointed that you don't really... She's not really that integral as to as many things as some of the other characters. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping we get more of her in sequels. Yes, like she's... Plural. <laughs> she's not here to fly the plane. She's not here to... Yeah. Um, I mean, she had some really great moments. Yeah. But I do hope we see more of her. Supporting... Yeah. I don't want her to be a supporting character. I no, want her to be... No, no. I mean, she's definitely not because Tyler's also really good in that role as um, a leader at making each of the members feel like they have something to contribute yes so i mean that's his job (laughs) but also her so as a diplomat like she knows a whole bunch of like languages oh yeah including alien languages and that's another thing that i would love to see more of because that's really cool and like um what she's you know spent all of her time doing she's learned how to be that negotiator that carer but also that no, I see through your um, BS and here's how it's going yes, to be. Yes, exactly. And I loved how there was one bit, quite towards the end, I think it was, when they were sort of all starting to properly bond. Yeah. Um, where Cal, they're talking about something that's like a tradition or whatever with the Sildrathi and she's actually like paying attention to what he's talking about. She's like wants to know more about it so she can like pick up on the intricacies of, of their oh, culture. Yeah. And I was like, now that's a defining sort of thing for her character because she's not just like, I'm just here to do this role. She's like, I want to do it the best I can. It's like, I need to know more. Yeah, so and that, that made me really like her because she could have just been very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already talked about Kat. Uh, let's talk about Finn. Oh, <laughs> he made me want to hug him. Yes. I totally thought he was going to be the asshole character. <laughs> oh, I get it. When we first met him, he was so sarcastic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's going to be like the brooding, like annoying one. Yeah. But that ended up being Cal almost. 
don't get me wrong, like, I love my husband, but (laughs) I turned to him and I went, this is your character. You don't look like him, but you're a smarty pants. You have all those offhanded comments. You can fix things. Giant chip on your shoulder? Oh, not that one. (laughs) But I went, this character I've related so much to because I've kind of married it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's another type of alien. So he's a brecherskin. Yeah. Is that how you would say that? Who, they're like really, really pale because they live underground, have big pupils. And yeah, they're purely black, I think. Um, I think they are because he, he wears like lenses or something yeah. to like keep the light out. Um, but he also wears an exosuit because he survived the Lysergia plague. But I really liked that we had a character that also had like a physical limitation. Yes, and how even though science has come so far... And his exosuit mm. helped him with gravity. Yeah. It was just like, he's not giving up. Yeah. But then there's also times where, like, it wears out. So what it is is he's lost a lot of, like, muscle yeah. use, I suppose. Kind of like um, when astronauts are up in the space station so yeah, long when they come down. exactly. You know, Earth is too heavy for them. Yeah. So um, it basically does everything for him, like, moves him and stuff. But after – when we talk about the plot more, it'll make more sense. But there's – there's a bit where like, he's just been wearing it for too long because he hasn't had time to like take it off and like service it. Yeah. So it starts to break down, and that's where you kind of get that reality of like, okay, it is sci-fi, but like it's not all like magical solutions yeah. to everything. It's you know perseverance. Yes. No, I really did like him. He was so sarcastic, <laughs> and his thing was to like try to make a joke to break the tension, yes. <laughs> and it very rarely worked, <laughs> which I thought was even more funny. Because, like, you get characters that do that and it does break the tension or it does solve the problem. But this group really did not mesh (laughs) and he did not help at all. (laughs) But um, I suppose he was quite interesting, too, because I'm not going to say it again. They're alien race. Yes. They have massive families of, like, thousands of people. And I I relate to that one as well. (laughs) My dad is, like, one of 13. Yeah. Forgive me if I'm... Wrong, it's at 13 or 14. Anyway, he's the second youngest and, you know... Lots of relatives. Yeah, I have, like, 71 cousins. So Mm. being able to go, hi, I'm, you know, so-and-so's daughter. Where are we related? Yes. Which is literally what Finn does at one point. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy's, like, my second cousin of, like, my third mother or something. And his whole thing was, like, he was sent away because of his limitations yeah so he's kind of got a massive chip on his shoulder because his family kind of just sent him away yeah i found him to be very interesting i love him but he's not my favorite character i feel like there's a lot of good characters um and yeah so we already talked a bit about cal we'll just talk about zilla oh my god I'm a little afraid of her. Oh, yes. She is a <laughs> sociopath to the nth degree. Yeah, especially with that, um, you know, stun gun. But I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> again, it's very rare in this sort of, like, you know, getting a team together. Yes. Where sometimes you'll get, like, a sociopath, but they always, like, they change by the end. and They're not socio- sociopathic anymore. Yeah. Sociopath with the heart of gold. Yes. This one is, like, she stays deadpan the whole way through. Oh, yeah. Until maybe a little bit at the end where she's like, okay, I'm starting to understand you guys a bit more, but I just don't get humans. Yeah. <laughs> or like people, I suppose, because there's aliens as well. But I love how she you know, sits there and 
we'll calculate, you know, the percentage of a fight and be like, well, you have like a 3% chance of winning. Yes. I'm not going to bother helping you. I'm going to go do yeah. something else. And she had, what was it, like 29 oh, reprimands yeah. through like her training because one time was she, she shot with like the stun yeah. Whatever it was called, like repulsor or something. Yeah. Her but roommate, yeah. I think, <laughs> like twenty nine times, <laughs> just to see what would happen. I know. She's so she's the brain, and she's very scientific. Yeah, very curious. Um, yeah, I found her again to be very interesting because she could have been again very stereotypical with that like crazy like mad scientist Vibe. sociopath sort of thing, but she was very unique. Yeah, and I found throughout the story when. We got to her character a little bit. The books are actually done by characters as chapters. Yes, yeah. I I love. I did like that. It was done very well. Yeah, and when I was getting to her character, I was like, I really need to read this chapter, but I want to take as long as I can because she made it worth reading. And they were generally pretty short too because it was just like – Zilla does um, I this. think her first one was like, this situation is not optimal. And yeah. that was the entire chapter, like one sentence. <laughs> and that tells you a lot about her character because that was when um, she was first drafted into that squad and she's just like, this is shit. Yeah, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also love her because she wears like really her, cool her earrings. earrings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had gold hoops with like dangly pizzas. Yes. Pizza. Things, but like she wouldn't tell anyone like about them or like where she got them from because I think um, Scarlet asked her about her earrings at first yeah, and she's like, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> she's just you know calm and cool and mysterious. Yeah, but a tiny bit deadly. Yes, and I thought that was quite interesting that bit too because that's when Scarlet's trying to like feel everyone out and she's like, you don't wear earrings like that unless you want someone to mention it. Yeah, it's like well, she's not your typical person, <laughs> so. That brings us to Aurora O'Malley, our girl out of time. Oh, yes. She, so there is a defining feature of her too, actually, which is also on the cover. (laughs) So she's got a like strip of white silvery hair through her bangs. Yeah, I mean. Which I really hate that phrase. If they're bangs, it looks more like a side fringe. Yes. Um, And then, well, I mean, on the cover, it sort of looks pink, but like one of her eyes actually turns like entirely white. Um, which is super creepy, but definitely goes with the whole sci-fi aesthetic. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, like we said before, she's sort of like a, the catalyst for the reader because we don't know anything about this world either. Yeah, she's she is the girl out of time, but she's in the right time, if that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, starting your journey, trying to go into space to colonize mm. a new world, Octavia, yeah. and then being stuck in the cryopod, I can imagine waking up being Mm. her and being frightened and disturbed and just she is very confused yeah and then she just has this kind of defense mechanism i think because everything's so weird she's like i'm not thinking about my family or like what's happened to them we'll just figure out what's going on with me first And that's when the would just say she'd hit the fan. Yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to put <laughs> that's it. That's the easiest way to put it. So the commander of the Legion. Yes. And she kind of like is talking to her and saying, oh, yes, the... Um, you're going to go home. The, yeah, you're going to be taken back to Earth by the Global Investigation Agency who are coming. But then she's sort of like Turns giving her... her back. A, to the piece of paper. Camera. Hint, hint. Yeah. You might want to get out of here. <laughs> I, I quite like that because that was when I was like, ooh, what's going to happen yeah. now? Is this what she's going to get with the squad? Like, 
How? Where are they going to take this? Because there are so many options. It's sci-fi. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I just, yeah, I quite liked that how it was, it wasn't like the Legion trying to like hunt her down. Yeah. How, did, how did you, do you like that bit at all? I loved it. I thought, A, why are you telling Aurora to mm. flee like secretly, but you're smiling at her going, no, everything's good. You're great. Yeah. Stay with us. We've got your back. Yeah. You'll be picked up and taken home. Yeah. <laughs> but then it got very Firefly. Oh because that's when uh, Squad 312 said so they're sent to this basically abandoned station Planet, yeah. on this like moon rock. They're doing, you know, oh, not a rescue mission. A humanitarian, humanitarian mission. So yeah. they're doing um, aid. Yeah, so trying to give medical stuff to um, some refugees. But then cows are like, they're not going to yeah. take your take anything from you because they're too proud and that they basically get there and then that's like you know i found that really interesting because finding out a bit more about the sildrathi because they're um they were way walkers they were the wise and calm ones yeah i'm and- pretty certain their thing so we've got the war breed and i think they were way walkers I think that's what they were called. This all kind of started with their civil war. Yes. So they're they're having a civil war now. Yeah. So the war breed, the Star Killer. Yep. We'll go with no, Star Slayer. Yeah. Star Slayer. Um, <laughs> so there's the Star Slayer, who is a war breed Sildrathi, who's kind of banded together with the Unbroken, who yes. are people who've come to his aid, basically. And they're warring against the other Sildrathi, who are making friends with humans, basically. And I thought it was really cool just to see, yeah, like, the other groups within the Sildrathi and, like, how Cal interacted with yeah. them because they hate him oh, just definitely. because of who he is because they've got, like, tattoos on their foreheads of what people they're a yeah. part of. That whole scene was, like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was great to see the development of another race, kind of like Finn mm. tracking his family, to see you know, their civil war and how it's affected them. And Yeah, and I assume we're going to learn way more about that in oh, yeah. the sequels. It was just great to know that even though we're dealing with um, fiction, mm. it was good to see a little humanity and you know, real life written in there. Yeah, definitely, because... Just because they're aliens doesn't mean their culture's not complex. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I think that's what I really like about this is we mostly see the two alien breeds, but we do later find out there's heaps more. Oh yeah. Um, but I kind of like that didn't try and introduce yeah, too many. I like the slow introduction. Yeah. So we mostly learn about those two, and you, but you learn quite a lot just organically through them chatting about stuff or yeah. doing things. And I really like that because it gets less confusing than having 10 and you have to oh, know yeah. about all the different cultures of the 10 <laughs> different alien species. That's a bit too much. Yeah, and then that's when they're like, so they get attacked yep. by um, some Sildrathi who, the the Sildrathi on the station are like, you brought them here to like kill us. Yep. You're a spy. Yeah, and then that's when they send out like a distress call and that's when the Global Intelligence Agency arrives that whole scene on that was it a moon? I think it was a yeah, moon. moon. I love that because that's when you first see all of the squad members doing their job, or at least trying to. They're all talking over each other, and and we find Ori who has just like um, Used. River yeah. in Firefly hidden herself <laughs> in in a box in a crate, and Cal just happens to knock it over yeah. and find her. <laughs> Kind of like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Yes. And that I just 
That was just, <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> this book crosses so many fandoms, I find. Yes. I feel like it's it's got a lot of um, sci-fi tropes, but it does all of them so well. Because sometimes when that happens, it really just makes a mess. But this just pulls just enough from all the different things to, keep to make something. Taste. Yes, and to still make something that's unique. Yes, but that's when we, um, the first time we properly see Ori use her telekinetic power, saving Cal, because yes. she saw it happen previously. So she's seen the future. Yeah. A little permonition never hurt anyone. No. And then that's when her eye changes. Yeah. That chick was yeah. trying to kill Cal. Another Sildrathi went to, you know, cut yes. Cal because. He's a war breed. And yes, and because her, like, beloved soulmate was killed by Because the of a war, war breed. breed. Which, I mean, like, that is, that's bad, but, like, it wasn't him. Yeah. Calm down. So, yeah, Ori gets struck by the fancy waves in them. The, fa- <laughs> the fancy waves in them. I think it's just because she tries to, she pushes her away and using the power, like, yeah. makes her go white. <laughs> and then they're all like, what's going on? <laughs> But I did like Finn in that because he's just like crawling around in like the consoles and stuff. And they're like, we need to leave. He's just like, <laughs> freezes. Okay, <laughs> need to get out of here. I don't know. That was kind of when things got very, I feel like they got, I mean, it's intergalactic anyway, but it got yeah. bigger because you're just like, okay, there's some conspiracy going on. Yeah. Going on here. And because people kept looking back at history because um, Ori tries to like figure out what happened to her father. And the records say that the Hadfield was going to a different planet. Yes. And she's like, no, it was going to Octavia. I know that. And they're like, no, you yeah, you're got wrong. that wrong. And As if she wouldn't know. It's nice to see that the one person in history that knew the truth, you know, just be like, no, guys, you're thousand mm. percent wrong. Yeah, which is actually the reason why the Global Intelligence Agency is trying to get her. Yes. <laughs> because conspiracy time. <laughs> Because the planet Octavia, it was in indicted or something in in under yeah. in I don't know. People weren't allowed there. It was off for limits. some reason. <laughs> I feel like we're skipping ahead a bit too far. Oh, yeah. But going to Octavia, we're definitely going to talk about that. I feel like Mish made me talk about it in order because it'll get a bit confusing. <laughs> but that was some really good shit. <laughs> oh, we, we we totally missed one of the poignant characters in the story. Badass. We missed Magellan. Oh yes. Would you like to explain yes. who Magellan is? Oh. So, best character of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Magellan is an old uni glass. So, if you think of him as mm. portable Google, yes, really. it's basically like tablet. tiny a, a tablet that kind of like talks to you and projects the images above yeah. your hand. He's everything you've ever wanted in a you know a tech best friend palm yes. thing yes <laughs> which is the only way i've been able to describe him but you know you can give them personalities and the old ones yes but then they found that they could just never quite get it yeah. right so they got rid of that and <laughs> and the thing is the it comes up with like please name your uni glass and yeah. so ori calls him magellan um after the explorer because she's like i'm gonna be an explorer yeah. i'm all good with that and then the way magellan actually dies far from home it was it was on point. And then later on, I love the bit where Finn's like, well, yeah, but you, I just call mine Finn's Uniglass. <laughs> like, well, where's the fun in that? It's like calling your laptop just like, you know, Gabby's laptop. Yeah. That's boring. <laughs> but yes, and there's pages in there that, um, so Ori basically uses Magellan to like research all the things that have happened in the 220 years since she last yeah. awoke. 
Um, and there's some pages in there about like info. Aurora. The type of squad members. Yeah, so all the different types of squad members and then the best, the biggest party in the universe. Yes. That was so <laughs> funny. Um, so, yeah, I I agree. That's a, that's a great character. It's weird that a Unigas is a character. But, but he's, used very he's well. really relevant to the story. Oh, yes. He provides all of our information Yeah. You know, when we're reading through Aurora's yes. eyes. Yes, and I also just love how often he just pipes up with, like, oh, yeah, you guys are all going to die. Yeah. He's always super perky. And they're all like, <laughs> shut up, Magellan. Silent like, mode. Just, <laughs> seriously, just stop it. So after they escape from the moon, Head, well, I mean, there's this thing where Ori basically breaks out of, like, her confinement that they put her in to, like, keep her under wraps and then starts, like, telekinetically, like, keeping Scarlet away from her and, like, strangling her just so she can reset the controls, coordinates. So, like, they can fly to Pirate Bay. Yeah. (laughs) In the stars. It's great to see Ari actually use them from someone else's perspective like yeah Kyla saw a tiny flash but but he blacked out yeah and cal saw it but he didn't quite know what he didn't saw. comprehend it and yet um ori has like no comprehension yeah. of what's happening so it's like who is controlling her so there i just found the map so there's a map it's basically um a pirate enclave where like all these ships have just been like soldered together over the years and it's called sempaternity <laughs> There's no way I was going to remember that otherwise. Um, there is a little map in there too. It's pretty cool. Thanks, Magellan. Yes, thank you, Magellan. And it also says, he be bad things. <laughs> Which I just, again, such a little thing that just made me laugh. But I actually really loved that whole little adventure when they were, when once they yeah. docked there. It was so much fun. <laughs> like meeting Finn's cousin. Other brother. Other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Who, who yep. are you to me? Um, and then they just do like a space heist. Yeah, really? Yeah, because Ori wants the trigger. this trigger, which is like this... We statue with a... An alien artifact with like a diamond in it. Yeah. For the Eshravan? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like I... the ghost civilization that like no one believes in anymore. I love the inclusion <laughs> of that. I'm sorry, but it's just like it makes me feel so young <laughs> this you know the world the timeline of it is yeah. just so big um, and cal's the only one that like believes in them because his race is like the one that has like the longest memory or yeah. whatever but i loved all of that and like the gangster aliens <laughs> and like the ball that's in like a giant aquarium oh that one was just out of this world <laughs> yeah literally yes it was how did you feel that helped progress the plot and the characters? <laughs> the plot line actually mm. kind of needed that little break. Yeah. You're just seeing everyone dressed up and having a little bit of a good time while playing James Bond. Yes. Which <laughs> Alien James Bond. Yeah, Alien James Bond. It's a, it's a genre now. We'll write mm-hmm. this. For sure. I thought it helped the characters also develop because you saw them outside of their roles yes. in particular. You saw, you know, Kat, Scarlet, Ty, and Ari just have a little moment and get to be their own age. Yeah, and they all get sort of get distracted the moment they enter, and they're all like, wow. <laughs> and it's like, as if you wouldn't react yeah. like that. And I also love the descriptions of their clothing, too, because it's a masquerade, of course. And it just, I don't know, it really helped kind of paint the picture of it all yeah, as well. 
I think one of those little things was Ari was wearing red, which um, she's half Chinese. Mm. You know, in you know the Chinese culture, red is you know the color that you wear to your wedding. Yes, and, and Finn happily points that yes. out. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, and, you know, she's walking with Tyler, and, you know, everyone likes Tyler. Like, mm. likes Tyler. Mm. Like that. So it was just, yes, let me wear red with the cute boy who While you have a crush on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But then also, um, I always love when, like, a team has a plan. And you're like, I totally know where this plan is going. But then, of course, they have extra levels of the plan oh, yeah. you don't know about. <laughs> and you slowly find out about it. And there was a um, Ultrasaurus of oh god! <laughs> now I'm gonna have to look that up too. I will find it because there was a page. On it. There we go. We found it. Okay. So obviously this mobster has a menagerie of like one of every species that he can find, and then there's the Ultrasaur of Abraxas Fall, <laughs> which is like super violent, terrifying alien monster thing, the last of its kind, because they all ate each other. Yes, as you um, do. And they go into its enclosure to get to our scary mobster's office. To get to the trigger. To get to the trigger. And and do you want to explain what happened to the Ultrasaurus? Mm. Oh, sorry, Ultrasaur. I just really want to make it sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> Our beautiful little Ultrasaur. Very friendly when you Super read friendly. him. In um, low G too because yes. like all the gravity, they break the gravity to like distract everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a mini jungle that he's kept in, which mm. is nice, giving him the right habitat yeah. to live in. And yes, it is a him. Ari and Tyler okay. and Kat are breaking into the mobster's apartment to get the trigger, but they have to go through you know, the ultrasaur. Kind of like, you know, crossing your moat or sharks with lasers. Or like in any like Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. But, you know, you do that fight. You do the, I'm going to distract him, but no, he comes after you, but I still have to do that again. Yes. And then he ends with a little splat. Yes, because Ori just, and like, almost dies and just explodes him yeah. with her mind. It's just like, um, I need to live, you need to die. And there goes the whole ultrasaur. Extinction, yeah. Just completely gone. Completely gone. It's that was super gross because then the gravity comes back on and, and they just... <laughs> they hear it splat in the distance, and that was that was pretty gross. It's a nice scene to read, even though you witness the extinction of yes species. Yeah, because they're working together and like I mean, Cat spends like this whole time being really jealous jealous of Ori for yeah. like being close to Tyler when really it's just friends. Yeah, like it's... calm down, Cat. It's all good. And naturally, that whole expenditure of energy breaks the glass into the the office yeah, it's... and then we get a switcheroo because the galactic investigation agency like comes to like take them yes but who is it really <laughs> we've got cat and zilla and it was like you guys totally thought this out <laughs> i thought this was gonna go really badly because um finn gets like attacked in his cousin's apartment apartment where they're like you know, looking yeah. at the cameras and stuff. I actually really liked that because all of that made me feel really tense. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know if they're going to make it out of this. I don't trust this book to make them all it survive was, it. It was nice to see that in order for the plan to succeed, they had to be caught. 
But mm-hmm. by being caught, they succeeded. Yes. It was a great twist. And because in all of the planning for all of that, which is when they're at, is it Darrell's? Dar- yeah. That's um, Finn's cousin. They're like hiding out in his back room. <laughs> Kat like, gets really angry about it all and stomps off and goes for a drink, as you do. Um, and she gets approached by two of the officers. From and the- they're like, let's cut a deal. Yeah. We only want Aurora. You guys will totally be like off scot-free yeah. if you help it's all us. Good. You don't really know if she's going to go yeah. through with it or not. At the time, I thought, nah, she's going to flip. She's just See, I was done. just like, ooh, how are they going to go with this? Like, are they going to do it? Because she's super pissed off right yeah. now. She does not want to be there. And then I was like, oh, maybe they won't do that. Because that's what I'm expecting. Like, I was just second-guessing myself through all of that. But then I still, all the way up until she was like, yeah, they were really stupid to think I wouldn't come back and tell yeah. you. I'm, like, super loyal to you always. And it was like... I was second guessing all the way up until then, and I was like, you know what? That's so in character. Yeah, I should have guessed that, <laughs> but I didn't. It was good to see that she kept with the loyalty throughout. Yes, you know, her most testing time. Yeah, so yeah. far. But I still wasn't expecting it. No, because just from the writing, and they have such good writers. That's why I love them so much. Yeah, I really couldn't tell through that whole thing because at, when they're getting arrested, she's like. This wasn't how the plan was supposed yeah. to go. And I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, she sold them out. Yeah. How can you do this to yes. me? Yes. And then, then she and um, Tyler like get into like a fist fight over it. And you're like, oh my God, what's going <laughs> on? But then like naturally they like staged it all. Yeah. But it's, it reads really organically. So like they're really good actors. <laughs> you read it like, she's just done this. Why have you hurt me, Kat? Yes. I know that was done so well. And then they like, they book it out of there because... Of course. Yeah. They've ruined a space station. They've really all. Um, And then that's when they're back on... Ship. Ship, which I know has a name, but... It's the ship. (laughs) There's so many names for everything. I just can't remember them all. I remember the characters' names, and that's the important thing. And that's where... Um, Zilla zaps Ori to like get her powers to awaken and like Cal like freaks out and like attacks her but it works so this is when we see Zilla and her like scientific mind actually working not really for good (laughs) I actually actually for good I mean like zapping someone without their warning I feel isn't a particularly good thing (laughs) it's helpful in that situation but I wouldn't really say it's It's good kind of like the means just no the ends justify the means yes and what I did like, though, is that because Cal has that kind of, like... The shimmer? Oh, he has the yet. pull. Yes. Well, no, but I was just like, he's got the um, the warrior in, in, in a warrior that is, like, always wanting to fight. So he does get violent, but then he, like, feels really ashamed and, like, regretful. And he actually verbally apologizes to Zilla. Which you wouldn't think a tank would do. No. And I actually really liked that because... She's just like, it's all right, I suppose. Because she's not really sure what's happening because yeah. she's not good with people. She's like, I know I shot our friend. Yeah. his friend loosely. But I had a reason for doing yeah. it. So it makes sense to her. And because and Tyler does tell her, like, you're really smart about a lot of things, but you really don't know people. And she actually takes that quite to heart. Yeah. Which, honestly, if you said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I kind of know people, but yeah, really, thanks. Yeah. And because she actually... Um, she says, like, I'd never really fit in anywhere, but I've not fit in better here than yeah. anywhere else. And it's like, oh, you <laughs> sweet sociopath. <laughs> I want you to find family here. Yeah, that whole bit, because then, um, obviously, it does work. And then Ori, you her, teleconnect. that thing, that's whatever's in here. I really want to know 
how that happened, what it actually is. Yeah. Like, you're spending so long in the fold. Yeah. Of course, she, you know, something's going to happen because yeah. she is alive. But yeah, so the the Veshrahan? Veshrahan? I can't. I there's too many things I don't know how to pronounce. It's just this book is great if you're a linguist. <laughs> but anyway, so the whole thing is that they like. I don't know that they we don't know. We don't know if they've inhabited her with something or if they like have they just connected to her. her. Yeah. But anyway, so like they break apart the little statue they've just spent all this time <laughs> and energy finding to get the diamond. And then that like produces a map. Yeah. And then they're like, let's go to Octavia. <laughs> We're being pursued. They won't pursue us there. And because Ty's all like, yeah, they want Ori alive. They won't attack us. Yeah. He underestimated. That was that. such a red shirt moment. That was. But I, I again, I really like that because he's just like to Finn, you know I'm not always right. I make mistakes <laughs> all the time. And I like that because you often get characters, like the leader characters, who won't admit they make mistakes. They do. Yeah, they'll just internalize yeah, it. Yeah, but he's like, dude, I make mistakes all the time. I'm literally just making this up as I go along. Yeah, it's like I've, I've been, you know, that straight-laced rule follower. Yes. And as soon as I've said no, you can't have yeah. you know, her because you're going to do some weird testing. Yeah. It's like I'm flying by the seat of yeah. my pants. And that, mind you, we totally forgot to mention before, but she does get taken by them. Um, no, we briefly after mentioned the, After the, the moon, you know, when, like, they get taken because they're like, you're rescuing us. But then she kind of, like, is being tortured, so she yes. murders them, and then that's where the squad is like, we should probably get out of yeah. here. It's crazy. So they're being pursued. They're going to Octavia, and that's when they break the... The seal. (laughs) Yes. They go out into the so-called, like, infected... Zone. Zone. Because Ori's like, I studied this planet. I know where everything is. It looks fine. I can see the settlement. Let's go down there. And, like, they basically just, like, fall to Earth because they get shot. And the gangsters, guys, sort of catch up with them. Yeah, it's like, like, you stole from me, I'm going to steal from you. And because the the GIA backstabbed on them, supposedly... They're all, like, fighting. They're falling to Earth. <laughs> like, oh, not to Earth, but, like, to the planet below. And it's like, what is going on? There's so much tension in this book. It gets so <laughs> intense. As soon as they enter, you know, the orbit of Octavia, yeah. you just see, you know, Ari mentally pick up going, this is my home. This is where I'm this is where I meant to been. be. Yeah. And there's just, like, blue spores everywhere. <laughs> that was a little bit creepy. Oh, definitely. They're just spores always freaking me out when they're like in these sort of books because you're like they can get everywhere <laughs> um and so they crash land cat does some amazing flying yes saves their lives of course she's zero you know she's perfect yep um and that's where I, I did actually really love the moment where um they get out of the ship and they're like cat's like oh i think we need to go this way and i was like actually no we're like 12 kilometers like yeah. let's go this way i know where we are and you're like <laughs> yes you're training it's coming in <laughs> like you can use it and how um ari actually explains to you know, the rest of the group mm. what humanity was doing when they started yes. exploring space and how finn had no idea what an orangutan was yeah that was hilarious it's like a little bit of light relief before they got attacked yeah <laughs> like we sent the closest creature that we have to a human yeah up into space to see the physical effects <laughs> and of he's like how did it fly the yeah <laughs> fly the space you're like it didn't we just set it up there like well that's rude <laughs> yeah and admittedly tiny bit is but it was, <laughs> was just so good though yeah, it was great to go no this is this is actually what we do we send mm life up to see if it can sustain us yes you know what i've just realized we didn't mention just before this happens 
they actually, in Dariel's apartment, they, uh, well, Cal goes back and, like, saves Finn and his cousin from the two agents that are there. And they realise that they took their helmets off and they have, like, these succulents growing out of one of their eyes and, like, moss down the side of their face and stuff. And they look kind of dead. Yes. Before, like, they died, of course, because they were murdered by Cal. Um, But Ori recognises one of them and she's like, that's Patrice. Like, that's who was going to be my supervisor when I got there to do my, like, job. Um, You call it, like, cadetship something. I don't know. Words are failing me, apparently. And that moment was just like, wait, what? Yeah, how how is a dead lady who's... Dead How do you have succulents growing out of your eyes? <laughs> Immediately, I thought that was really cool. I became a little bit of a plant lady, so that. But I thought that was very original because then once we get onto Octavia, okay. you're like, there are spores, yeah. and then don't let the spores actually touch you. But like when they're like going through like the forest and stuff, it's all covered in the spores and the succulents and plants and yeah. stuff, and you're like, something is very wrong here. Um, we have a very Jumanji-ish moment where <laughs> the vines actually come and attack, yes, which I thought with was With the great. orangutan, they're yeah. overtaken by the succulents and stuff, and that was kind of terrifying, because if you've ever seen one of them run and, like, jump on something, <laughs> like, their arms are really long, oh, yeah. and they have big teeth. They have, they can have, like, I don't, not all their teeth, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're kind of terrifying. Oh, definitely. That was, like, some pretty full-on Yeah, it was nice to stuff. see, um nature take over for a sec you know with the orangutans yeah and the plant life going well humans are out to get us aliens are out to get us no this planet's fine there's nothing on here (laughs) and then the wildlife attack (laughs) yes um and that is when um cat does get like some of her side taken off and the spores get in there and no you're right, it doesn't go very well from there. <laughs> but they do make it to um, the settlement. Yes. Again, the name escapes me. <laughs> I know there's a name for it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. And here's um, where we also see Finn's suit actually start to, not disintegrate, but... Yeah, s- it's like stiffening up and yeah. like not quite working And for him to be able well. to keep running and keeping up with everyone even though it's getting harder and harder for him, Mm. shows his perseverance and his loyalty to the group now. Yeah. And so they're in two minds at the moment too because they want to help Kat. Yeah. And then they're also, like, defending from the... GIA agents. Yeah, so there's still some, like, shuttles and stuff coming down. Got to do a couple of things. Yeah, in the end, they kind of get stuck (laughs) together. And Kat's dying, and she's like... This planet is actually, like, where this... I think it was the Rahman? Yes. Which made me kept thinking of noodles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, like, dormant in the planet and a few other planets. And it's the thing that has, like, taken over. And it's the, 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 the original explorers, were like, kind of unearthed it. Yeah. Kind of work it up, really. Yeah. So that's when, later on, when the GIA agents come down, we find out... Oh my god, one of them is her dad. Yeah. You're like, damn, I did see that coming, but it still was a gut punch. I didn't need to see it. <laughs> no. So, because he's like, come out here, you know, because... He um, takes his helmet off, really. Yes, because Ori is like the weapon that the... Can destroy them. The Eshravan, Esh- I think. That's what we're going with. Because they and the Rohaman were like fighting millions of years ago. Yes. And like, they were the ones that made it dormant. So she's the weapon that I'm, we're assuming 
can is stop. going to stop them again. And yeah, so cats are coming to like being apart. The, the, basically, there was a really cool moment, and I'm sorry, but I am like all for when like the person's like really down in the very bottom, and then like something brings them so, back. Yeah, <laughs> you know that little bit of whether it's like they hear someone saying something yeah. or like, and the whole thing was that. Well, I mean, it's a collective. It's not like one thing, but it says like we are legion and she's like that's part of the motto for the aurora legion and she's like so am i and so she like kind of pushes back out to kind of tell her squad you need to do this now you need to leave me and save the rest of the universe is a pretty ballsy thing to do it's it's a big thing to have to tell your family because that's basically her family her mother died like a few years previously and she's alone other than that, aside yeah. from, Cat, you know. You know, Kat's family is Scarlett and Tyler. And yes. now yes. a ragtag group. And, yes, so, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> she does actually die. Did she die or did she become one of them? Yeah. I mean, we don't actually know, but I'm going to assume that she becomes one of them. I'm going to say, hopefully, in the next few books, Kat comes back. I want to say that. Yeah. See, I kind of don't want to because I want her to be peacefully dead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want her to come back and, like, torture our, our lovely little squad by because they left her behind, yeah. you know. But, I mean, that's totally a sci-fi yeah. thing to do. She told them, no, leave me, save yourselves. Yes, which they had to do because they had, like, no other hope. Yeah. But so they get out there and they, they leave and their thing is they're going to look for the rest of the weapon. Yes. So now they've realised... That Ori is the trigger. It wasn't the the thing. It wasn't the diamond. It's her. She's the trigger. What's the weapon? (laughs) And I am just, oh, I'm so excited. They need to just write like 50 million books for the rest of this series. Yes. I will read all of them. If you could (laughs) release like a chapter a month, that'll even do me. A week. (laughs) I need it (laughs) more than that. Just like every Friday. Here, go me have some more. (laughs) Um, But yes, I'm just... It was just, like, everything I love in, like, sci-fi. I mean, yes, it is quite YA. There's some people who are going to say this is just not enough for me. But this is just, it's just, oh, so good. I found that I'd start picking up series more than singles. Yeah. So I was glad to pick this up and go, this is a series. Yes. Yes. But not quite yet. (laughs) We're still going to wait for the rest of the books. I'm... Very excited. Because I'll write, like, mad fan mail. Like, really angry ones. Be like, where's yeah. book two? It's been five years. Where's book two? Oh, they those two write, like, a couple of books a year. I don't think we'll have to wait that long. <laughs> All right. I think we should just have a chat about our favorite things oh, before we finish up. I – my favorite character. Yep. I'm going to go with Cal. Yes. With – Probably Ori and Finn are very close behind. Because I'll be honest, I actually did love all of the main seven. Yeah. kind of seven. Um, for very different reasons. So I had a... I struggled a bit picking a favourite character. He's just so interesting. And, like, he finds Aurora as his soulmate. Yes. Basically. And he's just so just, like, it's fine. I'll deal with it. I don't need to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, do I don't just tell her. Just talk to her. Um, yeah, I just love him. I want more. <laughs> just Cal's novels. Yes. That's, that's what we need. I want prequels for all of the characters. <laughs> Your favourite character? Um, hard. You're totally Cal, hands down. <laughs> just, I fell in love with him for the same reasons. Yeah. Of, he was standoffish. He was so methodical and so intelligent, 
But dumb as rocks. <laughs> yeah. But so many of his characteristics that, like, the human characters found strange or, like, standoffish yeah. were very, like, cultural True. things as well, which I always find really interesting when it is more of a cultural sort of thing. And he's very at war within his, himself because his, his mother was from, like, the peace... The peace side. He's, yeah, and his dad was, like, a warrior, and it's like, you've got those two sides. Yeah, he needs to be both love and hate at the same time. Yeah, that's very deep. <laughs> Cal, yeah. but then Finn is my hard second because yep. I kind of married a Finn, which I love. <laughs> and I love being able to read Finn's character and go, I know the smart-ass response that you're going to say, <laughs> and I can think of another one to go with it, and yeah. I wish you were here so I could tell you it. And yes. they just have that that's, banter. That's what you want out of a book, though. That is exactly what you want. Um, what was your favourite scene? Now, that one's hard. I mean, I think one of the ones I loved the most was the underwater ball. Yeah. Not just for the costumes and the sounds that I had in my head. And Daryl's um, fascination with all the different fish. Yes! That it, was so funny. <laughs> it actually was that. It was that seeing was so that good. this tiny, you know, side character mm. having this so life-altering moment going oh my gosh have you not seen this one or this one or this one or yes, this one that was so good <laughs> and you know that i find is me when i go and do other things you know be like you get distracted by like one thing yeah be like he's like stop distracting me and he's like actually that is a really interesting fish yeah be like <laughs> pay I'm, attention to what you're doing i'm very much a magpie shiny thing hello that's me that's yes. <laughs> i related to seeing the fish and i kind yeah. of wanted to be in my own underwater Yes. Ball, really. That I would love... It's the sort of thing that I would love them to make, like, a TV show out of. Yeah. So you could have, like, an episode per, like, section. That, was, that would be amazing. <laughs> Just in case anyone's listening that can do that, please do. I will totally watch it. <laughs> My favourite scene is probably the opening scene, which is another one that would look amazing on, oh, like, definitely. TV. Because that was just so visceral because, like... He's like, the fold's destroying the ship and it's like turning it to slag around me. But like, I'm dying and I'm trying to get her out. And that was like really intense. That's like, to me, that's my key Tyler moment. It's Mm. even though he does what he needs to in the rest of the book. Yeah. This is what makes him him. He's like, this is the responsibility here. Like the mayday, you have to go and rescue them. That's the whole point of being in the Legion. And I, I know the fold's in black and white. But in my head, I'm like... If that you... was really cool, actually, yeah. how the fold, everything is just, like, in monochrome. Yeah, if you put, like, Vaseline on the camera lens and then filmed it, that's how <laughs> I was seeing it. I was like, yeah. everything's a little blurry. You can't really tell. Yeah, that was that was another cool thing about the fold. Like, it was just... I just really love this book. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite quote yes. was from our dear old Cal um, when he has the conversation with Ari about being her soulmate. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and they have a conversation about it, and he says... He's explaining to her about, like, what the pool is. And he says, Do moons choose the planets they orbit? Do planets choose their stars? Who am I to deny gravity, Aurora, when you (laughs) shine brighter than any constellation in the sky? It's like, you're such a smoosh. (laughs) Like, who needs Romeo and Juliet when I have this? Yes. Oh, I'm kind of hoping these two don't die in the end. (laughs) What was your favourite quote? Um, I kind of have a few because I'm in love with this book. Yes. But them, they're all from Scarlet. Yeah. Which is very surprising. She has some really weird yeah. lines too. But it, it's none of those. It's mm. when she's flicking through her phone and she's going, ex-boyfriend number 47, you know, <laughs> Peter, you know, like, Crow was in love with me. Con was more in love with himself. Yes. I loved the one where it was like, Pro, he loves his mum. Pro, uh, Con, Con, 
he called me his mum's name. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, they were my favourite lines yeah. because... Really loved his mother. Yeah. <laughs> they made Scarlet more human and it was something... Yeah. So funny and so real in your head. If, yeah. If you've ever had an ex, how you go, why did I break up with him? And you're like, this was great. And then three days later, yes. you're like... Ugh. I do love how she's like, we'll save that contact, yeah. but not that one. Like, what are you going <laughs> to do with them? Oh, all right. Well, I think we should probably rate this thing and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, 11 out of 5. Just <laughs> hardcore. I'm in love with this book. From picking the cover up to seeing the star map on it and how that translates further down in the book. Mm. And the characters... You cannot get me to shut up about this Just breaking the rating system. Yeah. But I will, I mean, not to be like over the top, but I'm just going to give it five out of five stars (laughs) because yes, I mean, I knew when I, before I even picked this up, I was going to love it because I could just tell. I loved basically every book these two authors have written and I was right. I totally love this book and I really cannot wait for any sequels. So ready. We'll probably review them on this as well. So... What can you do, right? (laughs) You guys are just going to have to get used to me fangirling over these two authors. Yes, they were. I'm actually going to have to go back and read their other books now. You definitely should, as should everybody else. (laughs) I will brainwash you all eventually. (laughs) All right, so that brings us to the end of our review of Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. Be sure to check out our review of Lenny's Book of Everything by Karen Foxley, which we also had fun chatting about. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me again to talk books. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Great having you. Thank you for joining us, dear listener. We can't wait to talk to you next time when we chat chat you up. up.